0: I'm going to talk about perseverance. And uh, I'm in an uncomfortable situation right now because I don't like to be unprepared, and I thought I was speaking on Thursday. So uh, (laughs) I I started uh, uh, last week thinking about what I'm going to talk about, and I I felt like God never really gave me anything until uh, (laughs) – Notice I said – I said I felt like he didn't. He may have, I don't know. But I felt like on Saturday Saturday night uh, or Saturday evening, uh, SEC Championship game, Alabama played Georgia. Tor was texting me. And uh, Tor was texting me during the game about, uh, you know, Alabama struggling for a while and uh, staying steadfast. But what happened, is Alabama's backup quarterback wind up coming in and winning the game for him. But I'm going to give you some background on him. Uh, we're recording, so I'm not going to say names. But uh, two years ago, uh, a freshman came to Alabama, uh, started every game, won every game, took him to the National Championship, scored the go-ahead touchdown with two minutes to go. And Clemson went down the field and, and beat him, lost in that championship. After the game, the conversation from, uh, and if you don't like sports, don't pay attention to the sports part, pay attention to the process. After the game, the analysts and, and, and all the sports writers and even some fans were like, well, if he could pass better, if he could throw the ball better, Alabama would have won. So, what did Alabama do? They went out, so, this kid, true freshman, went 14 and 1. Yep, SEC championship, 12, 13. Went 14 and 1. 14 games, one loss in the SEC. It's true freshman year, and they want to replace them already. Okay. Alabama brings in a five-star recruit, left-handed Hawaiian, best passer that Basically, it was on the market. I'll, I'll say on the market. They <laughs> best best passing quarterback in the class. Well, through the spring, he retained his starting position, had the leadership of the team. Last year, took them all the way to the National Championship game again. Lost against Auburn, but took them through the National Championship game. Halftime, they're down 13 nothing. He's probably playing the. Worst game of his career, he gets benched, and they bring in this all this five-star All-American quarterback. And what does he do? He wins that championship for Alabama. So how you think? Uh, don't see anything. How you how you think uh, the sophomore was feeling at the time? He probably was hurt. He probably was filled with anxiety, worry, concern. Think his spot's gone. It was gone. So fast forward to this year, and that game was against University of Georgia in Atlanta, Georgia. Fast forward to this year, quarterback played sparingly throughout the year, but you can notice he got better. So he he, he put the work in. He put the work in. He got better in his limited uh, play. SEC Championship game in Atlanta, Georgia versus University of Georgia. What happens? Starting quarterback not playing too hot. Well, he's playing lower than, than his normal standards. Only he's thrown a couple interceptions. Team's losing in the fourth quarter, down seven points. Starting quarterback uh, sprains his ankle. He's out. All right, your turn back. Your, your turn to get back in and redeem yourself. He goes five for five, gets five third-down conversions, ties the game. Ball comes back. Okay, okay. So, Jalen Hurts comes back in. (laughs) Jalen Hurts comes comes in, marches him down the field, takes off with it, runs 20 yards, scores a winning touchdown. So – Um, His success that he had early on as a freshman and as a sophomore, this is just his sophomore year. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is his junior year. So his success early on looked like it was going to be a failure. He was a success from Pop Warner. He was a success through junior high, through high school. Started on a on a probably the best team assembled as a true freshman and won a lot. His record was twenty six and two. Who benches somebody twenty six and two? So at the age of nineteen, this was after his sophomore year. He had a decision to make. His friends telling him, "Man, transfer." He's seeing other kids from other schools transfer because of playing time because of whatever they're not getting the opportunity that that they feel they need and nothing against them but or anybody else every competitor wants a chance to play wants a chance to compete you are on your job you want a ch- you want a chance to show that you're the best at what you can uh, you're the best at what you do give me the assignment give me the project whatever let me do it well he lost that so instead of leaving though Instead of running from it, he embraced it. He embraced it. He decided to develop as a player, and he put, his, he put trust in God. And after the game, they interviewed him, and they said, well, what made you stay? 50, 50 other players transfer. You see the transaction going around every week, every week, every week. The kid from Clemson left this year. Kelly Bryant left. Just dropped him. Dropped his teammates, dropped everything. May have been a business decision for him, but what made Jalen stay? He told the uh he told the the people that were interviewing him that he knew it's a knowing. He knew that God was gonna put him in a position for success. He said he knew that God, I'm sorry, he said he knew that God put him in the position where he had to make a play for the team. He had to make several. He had to make a whole quarter for the team to win. So talking about perseverance, um, the dictionary defines it as steadfast in doing something despite difficulty or delay in in achieving success. Endurance, the fact or power of continuing an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. So we live in a world, according to Jesus, where we will surely have trouble. It's going to happen. Embrace it. It's going to happen. No matter how <laughs> how far from sin you think you may be, trouble is coming. So we understand that and we know that. Let's stop tripping when it, when it hits us. And I'm speaking to myself as well as everyone else in the room. So we know it's coming. From John 16:33, these things I have spoken to you that in me, and I'm going to read from a lot more from Hebrew, so you don't have to turn to John right now. These things that I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, that's something hard. You will have tribulations, but be happy about it. Be happy about it. That car accident, be happy about it. Um, and when we think about it, be happy about trials and tribulations that's going to come in your life. But why? We're going to get to that. Some trials and tribulations simply come from uh, living in this fallen world. And are those that are common to man. Some trouble is uh, the unique variety that afflicts a child of God living in an unbelieving world. Some of our trials are internal. The type found like in Romans 7. Uh, Romans 7 talks about where we yearn to grow in grace, uh, but we find sin still firmly rooted within us. So whatever brand of struggles we face, we need to to secure hope in order to hang in there over a long time over over a lifetime of growing in grace in hebrews six nineteen hope is called an anchor for the soul that's a pretty uh tremendous image uh the picture of an anchor giving you security and stability in a ship in the midst of a storm so that's what hope does for us. We can remain steadfast trusting in God through uh, present difficulties and pains because we know the outcome just like the knowing that, that Jalen Hurts had uh, he knew what his outcome was and that's part of the reason why he stuck, out, stuck it out this year with, with Alabama so it is our total confidence that Christ will complete the work he began in us that it enables us to persevere over a lifetime Without hope, people give up. The Christian life must not only be empowered by faith, but it must be sustained by hope. So we we define perseverance uh, and endurance uh, through the dictionary. So let's define it biblically. Turn to Hebrews 12. And I'll read Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, and then we'll flip to Hebrews 11, and I'll read 7 through 12. So Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by, and I'm reading a uh, uh, New King James Version, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame as he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul so you're thinking about a great cloud of witnesses like an audience you think about a running a race like a like an athletic contest in the great amphitheater with many witnesses but who who are the witnesses who do we think those witnesses are okay so as we as we read throughout the bible are there plenty witnesses in that bible that we read are we not witnesses ourselves so as we go out and we live our lives and people are watching us, people are watching us, believers and unbelievers are watching us, and they're trying to understand this glow that we have about ourselves because we have a knowing. We have a knowing. And we—and and God got us out here walking around, living our lives, knowing that, you know, tribulations are coming at us, trials are coming at us, but we're leaning on him, so that the non-believer is like, I want what they have because either they're not getting touched or they getting out of it. They're skating out of it some type of way. How are they doing that? We know we're getting touched. God said we will. We live our lives every day and it, it, it happens. So in Hebrews, all right, turn to Hebrews 11. Uh, verse 7 through 12 so we talked about some of those witnesses we talked about some of those biblical witnesses that we read about that we, that we listen to Pastor Key preach about a lot of these are mentioned here in the Old Testament and he talked about how these witnesses got through those storms got through those circumstances where they felt like there was no other way no way out nothing was possible so by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen moved with godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith verse 8 by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promise therefore from one man and him as good as, as deed were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore so our jobs as witnesses is to testify according to what we read in Hebrews 12 1 through 3 their lives testified that perseverance is possible so we know it's a fact that perseverance is possible we know for a fact that we're going to go through trials and tribulations but we also know for a fact that perseverance is possible but how how do we persevere so while you're in Hebrew chapter 11 verse 1 says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen verse 6 but without faith it is impossible to please him who is God for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him so that's how we persevere and I didn't hear all of Tia's message but it sounds like she came from Ephesians 6 um, I heard her talk. I heard. The, I heard talk about the armor and, and the swords. I don't know if she came from Ephesians six or not, but uh, okay. Those instructions of what to wear that armor to defend yourself. Those instructions of what your tools are, what your what your weapons are. Knowing that evils lurking that's how you persevere knowing the word the word is a weapon so as we read uh, as we read through Hebrews eleven seven through 12 faith is the one phrase that is constantly used in that chapter this is how the witnesses persevere through all those challenging life circumstances. Faith. So from the Greek, the Greek word translated perseverance as patience. Patience must be passive. Past, passive patience is endurance under general trials of life, Christian service or discipline. Patience may also be active. Active patience is perseverance, which involves persistence and well-doing, fruit bearing and running the appointed race despite trials and distractions of life. Despite the trials of losing your wings and you got to run. Despite the trials of losing your legs and you got to crawl. Despite the trials of losing your arms and your legs and you got to roll. You still have to persevere. So, although the words endurance and perseverance may be used interchangeably, perseverance carries the connotation, the connotation of whole life experience and is active. It is staying power and gives you a long term perspective. So, who is our focus as we run this race with perseverance? Pastor Keith said Jesus. Correct, Pastor Keith. We know you went to school for this. <laughs> so what does it mean to fix your eyes on Jesus? And why should you? So I don't want you to turn here, but I'll just read. So why should we fix our eyes on Jesus? We know we got to have faith. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. But why? So in John fifteen five, it reads, I am the vine, you are the branches. Who who abides in me and I in, him, and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. I want to bear fruit. I want to do something. Another Bible scripture says, Jesus said to him, I am the way. I know it's 14, 16. I'm, is it John? Okay, John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father except through me okay I want truth I want to get to heaven need Jesus there's two check marks on the box Uh, chapter 8 verse 31 32 then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free well I don't want to be in bondage I want to know the truth I want to be free I need Jesus. It sounds like checkmate to me. So, one true providing a track of our journey is our life of dependent faith in the living Christ. So, when Jesus said apart from me you can do nothing in John 15:5, he meant exactly what he said. But in Philippians 4:13, he says we can do all things through him. So apart from Jesus, we can't do anything. But with him, we can do all things. So the key words are through him, though. Mm-hmm. Through Jesus. And that is diametrically opposed to a life. And uh, I spoke earlier about uh, Romans 7, about when you, you have a urge to do right. Want to be in the Word, want to come to church, want to be a, a, a good steward, want to witness, want to testify, but you know sin is always in us all. So it's always, a, I think Paul wrote about a thorn. It's always something. It's always something. And for me, it's this. This is this is a great invention. Um, not the, the phone itself, but having internet access and, and, and data in any location. And I say that because. If I open articles and read, it's, it's a distraction. It's a distraction for me, especially social media. It's a big distraction. I have a objective to look up something. The next thing I know, I'm following somebody's. I'm, I'm following somebody else's race. Like, oh man, they built that. Let me see what. what they do. It's a distraction. It, it, it's taking me off of my path. I'm looking at shoes all of a sudden. <laughs> looking at look- looking at new sneaks coming out when's new joys dropping so um and there's a lot of worse things than that i I probably look at too, but i'm gonna keep my mouth closed today <laughs> and 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 the, the thing about it is it's not intentional wow. it's not intentional the the- the crazy thing about like a Bleacher report or i'm a big sports guy or e s p n app there's like uh, you can be scrolling through reading, and you know there's these little these 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 clickbait links yep. that you will click on, but when you open it, that's not that's not what it is. It it, it can get anyway, <laughs> raunchy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. You can get raunchy. <laughs> get ratchet. All right. But y'all know what I mean? So um talking about distractions. Still lost myself. Okay. Anyway. So we oh, we were talking about uh abiding in Christ and how that being uh opposed to a life of self-empowerment. Self improvement, self development, self control. So when I was going through pre-engagement counseling, when I was going through pre-engagement counseling, I used to uh, I used to be a, a a club promoter, and not not necessarily promoting the club, but bringing artists to the club. So. I didn't look at it as, as if uh, I was going in the club because I, I stayed outside most of the time handling money. But Pastor Keith opened my eyes and he was like, why do you think you can do this? And I was like, because I got self-control. <laughs> like I don't care about, about who's coming in, I just care about the dollar. That, that's, it, it was a business, business, decision, business deal for me. So it, it was an investment and I get a return. But Pastor Keith was like, well, you're putting the faith in yourself to abstain from uh, going to the bar, to abstain from uh, lusting over who's coming in because some of the artists I was bringing, the, the people who come in, they dress, you know, tight-fitted and, you know, you don't, you don't, have, to, you don't have to wonder about much that's underneath because you can see it. And uh, he helped me understand that uh, my justification for doing that, just to invest and get a return, the way I was doing it wasn't in line with the word. Because I was putting control in myself in a place where, where God didn't want me to be. So I stopped and started. <laughs> I stopped and started building houses. <laughs> ain't, no ain't no ain't no lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Not them guys I work with. Nobody looking at me. <laughs> Man, gorgeous. Look at that trim. Plus carpet. God, y'all see them wood floors? Exactly. I like how you that nail that. Ooh, mm, nail gun. Pow. Okay, back on track. So, um, it's imperative that we're not concentrating on living by faith in ourselves, but on living by faith in Christ. We can make ourselves nervous wrecks worrying about how much faith we have and trying to conjure up more by totally missing him who is the object of our faith. We grow in grace by focusing on him, on Jesus, who is full of grace and truth. We are called first and foremost to a person. There is a striking parallel between a baby's dependent relationship with his mother and our life of dependency on Christ. Because of his dependent life, a baby in the womb would say, for me to live is mom. So for a baby in the womb to to grow and develop depends on what mom's putting putting in their body. What mom is putting in her body. So in the same way, for us to live is Christ. Because Christ is feeding us. So the Christian life is pictures long distance race rather than a short sprint. So how are we to run? 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27 tells you how to run. Verse 24 says, "Do Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for... An imperishable crown therefore I run thus not with uncertainty thus I fight not as one who beats the air you got a purpose got a target but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection lest when I have preached to others I myself should become disqualified Philippians 2 verses 14 through 16 do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless, children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast the world of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. So Hebrews, we read Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, One and two refers to distractions that interfere with our running our race of life successfully. So think about things in your own life that encumbrances or entanglements you. Perseverance also involves a choice. So there's some action involved. What are the benefits of choosing to, to persevere All the ways, all the way to the finish. So if you look in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, James writes, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. (laughs) Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Be happy about it. Be happy about it. When you press down and squeeze, be happy about it. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience so will you have faith in the eye of the storm so that patience may be produced but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing so we want to go through the storm we want to go through the storm so that we may be, so that we may, so patience may be produced, so that patience has its perfect work, so that we may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Romans 5, verses 1 through 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the good race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing so what does God promise us as we run this race Isaiah 43 1 through 3 but now thus says the Lord who created you O Jacob and he who formed you O Israel fear not as you're running this race fear not for I have redeemed you I have called you by your name you are mine So we already won. Success is already ours. Proclaim it, receive it, understand it as you're being pressured. Whether it's job-related, finance-related, relationship-related, health-related, as you're being pressured, you won. But you got to have faith. You got to be in the word and know what Christ's word is. And you got to persevere, which means you can't stop. Back, piggybacking off what Tia talked about, you got to keep moving. Whatever you can do, keep moving. And you can't get distracted. Um, Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So when we read about uh, some of the the witnesses, the Old Testament heroes whose lives were full of ups and downs, and some of the circumstances challenging them year after year, and what they believed about God and how that faith sustained them, it was all perseverance. We also see the choices they made to remain faithful to God or not and how each was affected by the choices. So perseverance through their lives uh, will glean truths about running with perseverance throughout our entire lives as believers. So Living by faith is a life of total dependency, objectivity, and availability. We live in total dependency on the person of the crucified and risen Christ, and we step out out by faith in the objective truth of his written word, trusting him for the ability to do what he wills, and entrusting him with the results of our actions. That's all I have.